Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We had a very passionate uh, section with Justin Morehouse, the comedian and Manchester United fan. Not happy, understandably, after yesterday's game. And our old mate Andy Smart bravely came in. You'll hear he's working under a handicap. He certainly is. It's your discover. Um, What else did we? We had a bit of a chat. Um, We also had a bit of Don't Ask Me as well. So, here it all is. Plus crackers, of course, from uh, his new vantage point on deadline day. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And a very good friend of mine, a Spurs fan, phoned me last night and we were talking about the game and he said he said he was quite upset because he thought that uh, Villa would overshadow Tottenham, that result, yeah. and also everything would be about Manchester United. And he was kind of right, really, because Spurs mm. played pretty well. And so I feel it's uh, because of you and because of him, we ought to say that, that uh, they're going well, Spurs. They've got five, seven and six in their last three out of their yeah. last four games, apart from the game against us where, you know... Well, and Everton, which they lost, of course. Yeah, well, I don't count that one, but in this golden period oh, okay, of the last week enough. or so. Um, and 13 months ago, Spurs were in the Champions League final. They've got a very, very good squad. They've got the, one of the top three strikers in the world. And they've got one of the best managers in the world. So I'm kind of expecting them to have quite a reasonable season. Well, I, I think we also saw the, that thing of uh, competition for places. We saw mm. it with Ben Davis on Thursday night, who had a very good game, set mm. up a couple of goals, because obviously he's fighting for his place, which he really wasn't before, because he was, you know, was going to start most of the time at left-back. Likewise, Aurier's best performance for Tottenham. It helps, doesn't it, if you've got um, a bit of, you know... He's got some competition, it so makes, that it does makes make a, a big difference, competition I've for got places. used to hearing Jose speak during the game on All or Nothing, so I want Jose, Mike, on the red button, so you can hear him. <laughs> perfect. It's and, normally two words, and the second one is L. Yeah. I think we, he's, we've become talk, quite attached to that of, phrase, isn't Talking he? of that, they always apologise, don't they, on telly, if there's any swearing, and yesterday, Mark, uh, Mark Butcher, just after Alex Hales got out, said, uh, we apologise if there was any swearing... Any. I've never heard anything like it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the umpire to warn a five-run warning. Really? Oh, yeah. Blimey, really. Got Went him. for town. But the only thing is, he did that thing. He wasn't swearing at anybody else. He was swearing at himself. Yeah, and he was swearing at himself because still swearing though technically. Yes, I suppose, but he, he went ballistic because he'd got out for the second time in about three days to one of the Parkinson brothers, Matt and Callum, who bowled, yeah. both bowled the same sort of style. So yeah, I can in see such an incredible on. night of back-to-back football. I love the fact you went with the T Twenties. Oh, I watched everything. <laughs> I watched the the games. I watched the T Twenty. Mm. I watched the uh, NFL Red Zone. I said you had to go no, triple box at one you point. Are well done, top work. Yeah. I know. I quite liked it. And of course, a fine start to the new season for Torquay. 
who are now fourth after one game. Yeah, that's uh, right. One we'll nil. Torquay watch, of course. Woking one, so Fletch was Woking happy. watch will be on that as and, well. And uh, Ian Culverhouse's team got a result, which is good. I think that was their first appearance. Who, who were they playing? Yes, Kings Lynn. They got oh, okay. a draw with Yeovil, which is exciting. And I was thinking about Ian Culverhouse. Do you think? I bet he doesn't understand Max's Culverhouse game. <laughs> He's the only person that does. <laughs> I bet he does. But he, a bit like Colonel Sanders, he, he can't tell you what the what the laws are. I think the laws are not rules. <laughs> Anyway, we are going to keep you in touch with everything that's going on in the window this afternoon. We will speak to uh, Phil Smith, top football agent, about what mm. we can expect up until 11 o'clock tonight. And has he been surprised by just the amount of business and money that has been spent in this window where it was widely predicted um, there was going to be a wind of change blowing through the transfer market? But, you know, look, it's a, it's, it's a bit less than last year, but not a great deal less. So we'll chat about that. Uh, a top sports lawyer joins us as well, a man who's been involved in many a deadline day deal about just getting those ones over the line. And, of course, the knock-on effect. So we were talking about Ben Godfrey earlier on. York City um, benefiting to the tune of £2.5 million, a huge amount of money for them in these straightened times because of the joy of mm. the sell-on clause, which has become so and important. The value, it shows the value of the lower leagues where players do go on and, Absolutely. and get sold. And everything Absolutely. Like so we'll be doing all of that. As I said, we'll be round uh, the country at different points to uh, get the latest transfer stories. The Moose will be up shortly. Uh, Alex Crook, of course, uh, will be joining us, keeping us right up to date with everything that's going on, all the breaking news. As it happens, you won't miss a thing uh, on deadline day. Brian Horton will join us. We'll get his memories of deadline day. We would have been working alongside Phil Brown at Hull at that stage, probably by the time the old transfer window kicked in. But, yeah, he nearly signed Figo once for City in that side that had Peter Beagree, that sort of era when they put my lot to the sword 5-2. We we didn't mention there at the top of the show, we were talking about the United Spurs game. I can't believe that Ozzy Ardili's got upset with Graham Souness for having a go at Lamella. I've written in my book that it was so Argentinian. Did, yeah, it, it was the yeah. most Argentinian thing because that is the way. <laughs> the idea that somehow yeah. people, players, however brilliant they are from Argentina, and we all know they are, but that they don't do this, yeah. that they're not well versed in the dark arts, is ludicrous. No, exactly. And um, we've seen before that the threshold of, of violence in Argentine South American football when they first come here, the idea mm. that a two-footed neck tackle doesn't just get you a yellow, it gets you sent off in a five-match mm. match. It's often a shock to players. No, yes, I mean, if you watch a Boca River, one day do yourself a favour and watch a, a Boca River game and look at the tackles and you'll mm. see players going, you know, leg breaker yeah, after absolutely. leg breaker. Then they're having a pop at the ref when he gives them a yellow card. When he risked, he should have got five years yeah. for it. It was a poor decision by Anthony yeah, Taylor. It was. it was a ludicrous decision. I, mean, what, you know, I don't not, think it would have made any difference. It's not, but. It's not so much Anthony Taylor. It's it's the, the VAR that w- couldn't have said to him, you might want to look at that. They were both as bad as each other. Maybe a yellow each would keep 11, 11 against 11 bad. on was the it, field. It was a poor decision. It well, was. You know, he's not my favourite referee. But you were you saying know. Peter Wharton had said, uh, obviously Pete, the former yeah. referee said, that once he'd given the red, he, VAR he, he couldn't overturn it. I didn't understand that. I thought that's what they You've got something it? wrong, exactly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Uh, let's uh, check in with Lisa O'Sullivan for the first time this afternoon in this show. Get an update on the French Open tennis. Hi, Lisa. Hi, uh, yeah, they're filling up the final spots in the quarterfinals. Now, Petra Kvitova is into the last eight for the first time in five years, takes her up into the top ten as well. Lara Sigmund, rather strangely, called for a takeaway during her match. She was a bit hungry. Someone brought her a pot of noodles, which was very, very, very strange. The men's matches we've got underway at the moment. Andre Rublev has come from a set down. He's 2-1 up on Martin Fusevich of Hungary and a brilliant match between Grigor Dimitrov and Stefanos Tsitsipas. They've never played each other 
other before Tsitsipas taking the first set 6-3. It's five all in the second. Thanks, Lisa. Yeah. Was it was it a pot noodle? Was it a pot of noodles? Because obviously well, Lisa said a pot, a pot of noodles, which sounds quite elaborate. Whereas a pot noodle is a bit more self-contained. If you were a top tennis player, you'd expect someone to hand make you a pot of noodles, wouldn't they? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe it was not wanting to. Anyway, we'll move on. Uh, making a welcome. I'm, I'm glad that's what we took out of that report. Yeah. <laughs> Make, making a welcome return to the studio uh, now. We haven't seen him for ages. Ball runner, comedy store uh, player, cheese chaser, Cresta runner. Film um, reviewer for us during film lockdown. Reviewer, did a non-league, job. Well, non-league, thank you so much. Non-league football uh, expert and uh, writes for the non-league paper. It is Andy Smart. Andy, good to see you in the flesh. After great all to see time. you, boys. Lovely yeah. to see you. Now, people may notice a slight difference in your voice uh, if they've if they've heard you on the station before. Yeah. This is because you had a reaction to some uh, dental work, which is, which well, has meant you you know you are you're all waiting. I've you had teeth. a bit of a disaster this year, <laughs> <laughs> much yeah. like everyone else. But yeah. I, I decided to take it one level further and go out to Hungary in February and have all my teeth removed. Really? Because uh, they were going to fall out. Not for a bet. I mean, just no, no. no. They were going to fall out over the next three years, they told me. So I thought, well, I, I had a bit of money in the bank. I thought, well, now's the time to do it. I'll get it done now. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, uh, I landed back here. and Well, actually, we landed back and then I flew out to <laughs> um, Switzerland and did the Cresta run. Hmm. And then the day after that, I flew back to uh, London and then drove to Derby and did the Ashbourne football match. Right, and then we went into oh, then we had um, Cheltenham, uh, Cheltenham, Cheltenham, and then yeah. and then, uh, then lockdown came, and so uh, everything went, uh, everything was closed, and I couldn't get my teeth sorted out. Uh, it turned out that when they uh, distracted the teeth, they were supposed to look for look at a cyst that was on my on my jaw, um, and they didn't do it, so I had to uh, wait for an appointment. Obviously, there's no you can't get any appointments. No. So in the end, I had to go private uh, a week ago and have the the cyst cut out. So, wow. uh, but luckily it, it was it's benign. So, so the Good. Hungarian trip maybe in, in, little did you know that because a lot of people <laughs> go off and do about it with a bit of a false economy maybe it is yeah yeah I mean I saved myself seven thousand but I've, I mean I've just been living on mashed potato for the last seven months. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> really? And you, uh, comedy store players, um, you're going to be doing a gig with them. We hope to be back. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. I mean, if the second lockdown hits, then we, obviously it won't happen. But we're hoping to do some shows on Sunday nights at the Garrick Theatre. Yeah. Um, which would be very exciting. And uh, just great to be back on stage. Yeah, yeah. But I said to the others, I said, well, I can't do it because I haven't got any teeth. And they said, no, 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 no. It's even funnier now. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be people shouting, bloke goes to the dentist. They're going to be, gonna be doing a lot of that, aren't they, really? But that's a word you can say that you couldn't say before. Yeah, we found it. We did it. We, we've got a podcast now called um, <laughs> a Cup of Tea with the Comedy Store Players, if you <laughs> Google that. And... Uh, for years they've teased me because I'm they have to say a certain word mm. and uh, they said can you say now you haven't got any teeth can you say it and I said squirrel <laughs> yes I can say it now it's fantastic so it's <laughs> every cloud basically oh yes you've, you know you've got to balance yeah. all these things up yeah you have still um, some things never change Farnborough are out the cup already yay Farnborough went out the FA Cup ten years the now ten years we haven't got past the second qualifying round four of those years yeah. that was the round we came in at <laughs> This is how bad it's got. Oh, Ten years. Dear. This is the team oh, no. that went to you know went to West Ham and got a one-one draw. I know. This is the team that you know only lost two-one to Fulham and 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 uh, we lost five-one to Arsenal at Highbury. But 
um, we sang so loud the whole game. I mean, mm. we, we we beat Darlington away. You know, we've 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 had a great bit of cup tradition. Cup tradition. Yeah, and, and in the last ten years, I mean, I can't work out what the common denominator is there. Yeah, <laughs> um, you the, can, yeah I think you. I think you can. I think you do. The, um, the, the the mascot Arsenal. That's a big story. That really, it's oh. overshadowed all the transfer news that Gunnar saw us. Look, there's a humorous element to it, but there's yeah. also a quite disgusting well, look, element to I it. I think. That, well, that, I think the word is he's been laid off while he's unable to. I think when the crowds are back, I think Gunnar will return. That seems to be the. Re- I hope that's the reading. Yeah, but, of you it know, anyway. you're paying Özil three hundred fifty grand to sit on his backside and not do anything. I'm sure they can find. I mean, I'm not. Know, sure, I'm not few sure that. Quid a week one tallies with well, the other. Sort of well, maybe does. they could make uh, Ozil wear in, the suit. In the suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a who, good idea. Who is, who is Farnborough's uh, mascot? Well, we used to have uh, Farney Rubble. <laughs> Farney Rubble. What did he look Farney like? Rubble. Did Hannah Barbera <laughs> sue? Did he have a look of Barney Rubble? <laughs> he did. He looked exactly like uh, Barney Rubble. Imagine, but we imagine that him. the club taken down by <laughs> Hannah Barbera simply because of their mascot. It'd be terrible. And then for years we had some sort of like prawn, but I don't know what that was. What was what was his what was the punny so, take? Well, we were talking about Flint United, so people like they'd have Fred Flint United. They would have Fred. They, they got beat ten 0 at the weekend. Flint, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They lost the New Saints. I don't I know. I love normally the fact you're looking at all the Welsh results. Well, it just came through on my phone. I remember yeah. uh, Andy many years ago. I heard a tale of um, Crystal Palace used to have postman Pat and, yeah. and his black and white cat, as well as their usual <laughs> eagle, and they would walk around the pitch, wave at the kids as mascots do. But in the early nineties, mm. Gaza tripped postman Pat over. <laughs> and uh, embarrassed him and the story I heard was that he went to the hierarchy at Palace and said this is not on I want I want the FA told I want Gaza punished for tripping me up and they oh, said well you ridiculous. can't really do that you know it wasn't that yeah. bad it didn't hurt you or anything and so he, he stormed off he walked out so Postman Pat said I'm not doing it anymore and they thought well it's a bit you know we'll retire it anyway so they retired Postman Pat then of course they have to call his black and white cat in Jess <laughs> sit down Jess I'm going to have to let you go they said why he said well we can't have you wandering about just a black and white cat on the pitch without Postman Pat it makes no sense and he's probably said, well, that's a bit rich, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I've done, I know it's it's not fair on you, but Pat walks, I'm afraid, can't have Jess on the pitch. They lost the gig. So it's, 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 anyway, we'll move on. And yeah. So have you been going to, to I've been games? Seen I, I mean, them, but... talking of Welsh results, yes. Merthyr have had to drop out of our division because uh, under Welsh reg- regulations, they can't play any games. Oh, dear. So, uh, and it's weird. Some clubs are really good. I mean, I'd say 90% of the clubs have been fantastic. Yeah. And the smaller the club, it seems, the more they care about, uh, you know, the, the regulations and, and the one-way systems through the bars and, and, and hand sanitizer and, and uh, keeping everyone apart. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Andy Smart is with us, ball runner, comedy store player, Farnborough fan. Uh, Andy mm. writes for the non-league paper and... Big piece by Martin Ziegler in the Times today talking about the return of fans, how it's working in Germany, and it's something we'll touch on with Andy Brassel when he joins us amongst all the transfer chat. But you're finding uh, down in sort of non-league Especially football... the smaller clubs like Cockfosters and Potter's Bar. Potter's Bar was fantastic. I mean, we were there uh, playing... Farnborough played them about two, two years ago, I think, and uh, they were actually giving away free season tickets because yeah. they just wanted to get a crowd in the, and... and on uh, last Tuesday, there was uh, it was about three hundred people there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, people who, who can't go to uh, higher league games are obviously starting to go to non-league games now. Mm. So that's that's been a big boost for for the smaller clubs. But it's the, the government laws are so ridiculous, and the FA's laws are 
like on we played uh, Tunbridge Angels in in the cup on Saturday. They weren't allowed to bring any fans. I mean, obviously, sixty of their fans got in. Yeah, because there was no way of knowing whether they were cause they weren't wearing, they weren't wearing their, their colours. Mm. So there was no way of knowing. But they did. were very excited when they scored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could tell. that was a bit we of a giveaway. Found out yeah. where they were. Yeah, <laughs> I do think. I mean, we were not underplaying the seriousness of what's going on. But I, when you look at Old Trafford, and you know, I was saying this during the break, seventy-five thousand seater stadium. I just can't believe that they you couldn't get 7,500 people in distance, uh, staggered arrivals, staggered leaving, you know, yeah. sensibly. Especially does, as Henry Winter told us. such a difference. All yes. the clubs are completely geared up for it. Yeah. They're, ready, They're to ready to go. go. They've got all the protocols, all the ins and outs, all the way of doing it, all the station, cleaning stations. And it would make a difference to the atmosphere, you know, it would, because it, it yeah. did at that game at Brighton in that pre-season yeah. game. You wonder how games would be skewed. I mean, if Tottenham go behind after, I mean, I'm very pleased it turned out like it did, but if Tottenham go behind after 30 seconds, yeah. with a sort of raucous 60,000 Manchester United fans, it may not have been quite as easy for no. Tottenham to climb back on the horse. And it's that's it true a lot of games. Bit, yeah. It's skewing matches, I think, because, you know, you're not intimidated. Something's, just, something's going on, isn't it? It's got to be a mixture of that and the lack of pre-season and the lack of fitness. But it's been a really yes. odd... It's been a fun start, but it's been an odd start. What was your most exciting transfer deadline day as a Farnborough fan? <laughs> Andy, can you remember how... Our transfers uh, go on... Right through the season, and two seasons ago, we had nearly seventy players over the course of the season. Seventy <laughs> so, players, yes. Wow. This, is, this is another problem <laughs> well, that be. we seem to keep doing <laughs> without learning. It's about uh, six whole teams, isn't it? Yeah, plus, yes. yeah, plus a few subs. It's, 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 uh, I mean, there are there have I've been. Uh, I was down at um, Gosport versus Farnborough uh, not last Saturday, Saturday before, and mm. uh, there was about ten percent of the crowd there who just weren't obeying the rules and and it drives me mad because it will close down non-league sure. football if, yeah. if, if they start getting spikes at games and also they've got this thing there's rumours in our league that if the season if all teams have played seven games before the next lockdown mm. they will then do a, a points per game league table and there will be promotions and relegations yeah well, based on seven games based on seven games <sighs> wow, so we we've got one point from the first three. That's not, not looking good. good is we're, it? Not, we're looking relegation material. <laughs> <laughs> but be honest, if they went longer than if they went the full yeah. season, it probably sounds like you'd be in a bit. Of I, well, I don't know if, if people at the club are gambling that we won't get to seven games. That's what I'm yeah. sort of wondering. <laughs> John Coleman at uh, at mm. um, Accrington. Uh, I think they had a good uh, result of the weekend. He said he's got his squad playing games based on the old TV show, The Krypton Factor. Really? He says, yeah, we do a Krypton Factor game. There were some appalling answers, uh, he says. But I suppose it's got a lot to do with the fact that most of the squad wouldn't know what the Krypton Factor was. Because <laughs> it was on telly before they were born. <laughs> He's probably had to explain the whole thing, isn't he? Yeah. Our Gordon and all that. Gordon Burns. Yeah, that I bet it was mainly the assault course bit. Yeah, it probably is. I doubt, <laughs> they, doubt they start making things out of little perspex shapes, do yeah. they? And well done to Carl Robinson, who could have said, because their game was called off at the weekend, that his team face... Uh, six weeks of Tuesday and Saturday games, but not Carl. Mm. Carl, and I quote, said this, now we could be asked to play Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, <laughs> yeah, Tuesday, Saturday. You get the idea there. <laughs> what, what about Wednesday, Sunday, just for a bit of variety? <laughs> yeah. Paperwork. But he could have said, for the next six Tuesday and Saturdays, we've got to play, but well done, Carl. Thanks for dragging was, it out. I was watching the Leeds game, which is a wonderful game Great before, game, actually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, exactly. One of many about, brilliant games this week. Well, I see two things about Bielsa. The first one, that, that, the, he wasn't sitting on his bin, you know, or his 
because I think it, it was wet, I presume. Yeah. So he sat on his haunches like a wicketkeeper. But you think, for a, a man of that age, age, how did yeah. he get up? I know, when he got out. up, God, blimey, his knees must have been stiff, weren't they? Yeah. You'd have thought I love so. the fact you, not rather than getting engrossed in the game, you're all worried about his <laughs> well, knees. Well, that's the thing. But yeah. I did, when Leeds gave away a goal, the, the, the goal, it was a kind of half clearance by the Leeds. And I was thinking, put your foot through the ball would have been better. And I was thinking, Bielsa needs to watch some Sunday morning football because he doesn't watch enough football as it is. Yeah. Then he'd sort of be able to tell his defenders, there are times when you've got to just clear it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Row but we're yeah. glad that he didn't. Hoof it. Yeah, I don't think he often says that. No. I don't know what the Argentinian is, a Spanish fan. I've, I've, I've got some bad news uh, oh, for yeah. you. The World Conquer Championships are off. Off? Oh. They are a victim of the virus, yes. Because normally uh, it's, it's a big scare rather yeah. than off. Just and then, then it, uh, just the day before they yeah, go, they oh, find we've, 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 we've imported a load of it's Conquers. It's a bit strange. Germany. Germany, Germany, yeah. Yeah. There's no shortage of Conquers. <laughs> no, it's, this is, no, it's just you can't play Conquers and socially distance. You can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't be two metres apart you're, from someone with two... You've got a long enough bit of string. Exactly. No control. You've got two metres of string with a conquer on the end of it, you can clunk them over the head. Oh, yeah, it could be quite <laughs> it's dangerous. It's too dangerous. You could never get that level of control, Andy, at competition standards. Well, actually, though, you could have a Perspex screen, right, yeah. here, with a hole for your arm and yeah. the other, and you could get between the two Perspex screens. Could have been Playing done. conkers between two... <laughs> who wants to play conkers at that level between two perspe... I'd rather not bother, Andy, to be Well, honest. that's very true. Uh, can I mention Princess Charlotte and her question to Lord Attenborough? I love this. OK, right. She said... Uh, she's only five. She said, I like spiders. Do you like spiders too? Yeah. And he said to her, they're wonderful things. Why is it people are so frightened of them? I was thinking, well, because they can kill you. Well, <laughs> well, not way. all of them. Not the well, household the ones that we've got in the this The first widow. <laughs> only, only, uh, only the false widow. Like, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that like expert. the false number nine? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. We played with the false. Manchester City are playing with the false widow at the moment. On yeah. the false widow. And a beautiful bit of understatement yeah. from one of, the sport, one of the revellers, as the son told us today, <laughs> who was at the party with some of the, uh, the Chelsea <laughs> boys and Jaden Sancho. So yeah. it was a great party. We wanted to do something nice for uh, his birthday, mm. but maybe we didn't think it through. No, you don't no, say. Really? <laughs> really? You don't say. Honestly. Uh, Andy, look, lovely to see you. Lovely. Um, yeah. Thanks for seeing you in the flesh after all this time. Yeah. Take care. Good luck with the with the uh, the dentistry. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And uh, you'll sort of. I'll have a lovely set of uh, Nashers by Your Christmas. A beautiful yeah. beaming uh, <laughs> Brendan Rogers type smile next time we see <laughs> you. Fantastic. Long and uh, long com- it's not a Jimmy Carr one. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy Store podcast, you say? Yeah, we've got uh, a cup of tea with the Comedy Store. Uh, it's uh, Comedy Store players, and it's Paul Merton, Josie Lawrence, Lee Simpson, Neil Malarkey, Richard Branch, and myself chatting and uh, about what we've been up to. And, uh, and I've also got to say hello to the boys who I play poker with up in Anglesey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we play on the Wonder why wonder why you didn't have a shirt on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Ben Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Justin Morehouse, comedian and Manchester United. Very brave of him. Yeah, will be joining us in uh, the next half an hour. Because despite what happened to Liverpool, and they, you know, they mm. lost 7 2. They're letting seven goals to Villa, who are an improving side and have made a good start. Yeah, very good start. Um, but it's well and truly United's turn in the barrel today. You would have thought yeah. that the, the Liverpool result might have taken some of the heat off them, but not a bit of it, as Andy Goldstein will discover at 10 o'clock when Jason <laughs> starts mauling him. Did you see Rupert Bell's tweet, though, like, thanking Chelsea for Ross Barkley? I thought, no, don't get carried away with yourself. <laughs> he didn't look like he was enjoying his football, though, didn't he? he say he's got a, he's a good, he's player. Had a good... I, really, I told you last week I was very disappointed to see him leave. Yeah, I think he, a great he looked very good with, uh, with Green. They seem to be got a very quick understanding. Yeah, well, two good play- good players will do that. Yeah. You know, so, uh, anything else, Andy? You want to share with uh, the class? Yes. Uh, this is a, we were talking a bit about this last week about uh, the tabloids picking up on things that are expensive and saying, "Well, how can you pay this for this?" But uh, the latest one is uh, Victoria Beckham's new jumper. Uh, it's selling like hotcakes apparently for six hundred and fifty quid. Uh, it's got four row- rows of diamond shaped holes. What do you think to nice. yourself? Look, you know, none of these things are compulsory. You you don't have to buy these things. I mean, I went into one, I went into Mike Ashley's very upmarket shop when I was in Oxford last week. Yeah, week before last, rather. And uh, I've got this thing where I, I go into these shops and I see what's the most expensive white T-shirt I can find. Is that is that the marker you lay down? Right? I do. One of Mike Ashley's shops. I mean, I imagine in oh, one of his shops you can get one for about ninety nine p. Oh, you definitely get one for ninety nine p. But. Almost the same quality, but with like a little badge on it, a little logo. logo. There was one for 260 quid. Oh, you know. Plain white T-shirt. You work in the fashion business, Andy. You know how it works. I think it's bonkers, isn't it? But there you go. Um, What else have we got? Oh, yes, this one. Azmat Khan. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Who's Azmat Khan? He's an athlete. Oh, yeah. Azmat Khan. I don't, oh, yeah. know, what, I don't know what suit he was wearing. <laughs> yeah. Ran a mile while dribbling a basketball in a world record six minutes, one second in Dubai. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. I was right. thinking, is that, is that quick or not? Do you want to get him? It sounds pretty quick, doesn't it? I mean, a mile. If you'd given be... Roger Bannister a basketball, <laughs> would it have taken him two minutes longer? I, 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 Andy, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, good. It was what a good. A it was a good start for Kufa, wasn't oh, it? Yeah. The new, the the new um, player mm. that's coming for West Ham. Two training sessions, and he looked right at home mm. down there for them the other day, didn't he? 
But uh, Suchek, um, it's very interesting mm. that you know, the, 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 uh, the three owners of West Ham get a little bit of stick sometimes around the recruitment, but maybe sometimes these fairly unsigned... Who needs metrics when all you've got to do... Because Suchek has said, uh, I was asked, were there any other players uh, from the Czech Republic? That, <laughs> that's, that's what they said. They said, why not? I mean, they just said to Suchek, you know, you've come in, you've settled. Is there anybody else that you've played with in the Czech yeah. Republic you think could be good for us? Yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, Kufau, he's good. Oh, Vladimir, he's a good player. <laughs> he did so all right, didn't they he? went and bought him. They went and scouted him and bought him. So you can have all the metrics you like. Yeah. But now and again, a personal recommendation from a player that's worked for you is not a bad route to go down. Uh, anyway, um, transfer deadline day for us uh, would always include Richard Cracknell, Crackers, as, as he's known. Um, and uh, he would be outside Tottenham's training ground watching the comings and goings of the heady days of Harry Redknapp, chatting to all the journalists from the old Land Rover, uh, Range Rover window, uh, and Crackers was always there. He was tremendous. He, he managed to make absolutely nothing happening sound entertaining, yeah. and that's not easy. <laughs> that's true, <laughs> but he's no longer living in the UK, so he couldn't go to uh, the Spurs training yeah. ground for us today, which, I mean, it was probably going to be quite quiet day anyway. Spurs, for a change, had done practically all of their business before oh, 11 yeah. o'clock tonight. But uh, he now lives in the uh, Canary Islands. So we thought, look, there's got to be transfer business going on in the Canary <laughs> Islands. There is. So let's head there now <laughs> and check in once again with uh, Crackers, our um, Tottenham, or now slash Canary Islands, transfer deadline day reporter. Crackers, good afternoon. Hola, buenas tardes, chicos. ¿Qué tal? Oh, he's off. Oh, he's, yeah, got, he's got all the lingo. Oh, he does. He speaks it's, the Spanish. He's done very fantastic. well. <laughs> now, um, so your local club, Crackers, tell us what, what island are you on? Remind us. I'm on the beautiful island of Lanzarote in a quiet little town called Tinajo, which is not far from the uh, big training centre called La Santa, where all the Olympic um, oh, yeah. teams go to to warm weather train. Beautiful place. My local team is Club Deportivo Tinajo, uh, Los Volcanos. But uh, my two lads play for. Um, yes, so that's that's the local local team. Um, but a big team on the island is UD Lanzarote. Right. That play in the equivalent of the of England's sort of fourth tier, the late late in Orient of uh, Lanzarote. <laughs> Did you go and watch them? Um. I've not had a chance to, sadly, because we got we got here. I've been here just about a year now, so uh, there was a lot of sorting out to do. And then by the time we got sorted, uh, other world events took over, which meant football was no longer on the menu. Course, so yeah, uh, yeah. Not, not had a chance yet. But my two boys are signed for the local club, um, and that makes interesting reading on team sheets where you see uh, Jimenez, Jesus, um, yeah. Jose... And then Tom and Will. Yeah. yeah. Tom and Will. How, how, how have, they, how have the, the Spanish lads sort of taken to them? Did they have an expectation of the English boys coming in and sort of kicking them up in the air? Or how, how have they settled in? Uh, yes, very well. My, my oldest boy plays in midfield and uh, got, a, got a good touch, so he's quite continental. Yeah. Uh, 
my youngest boy is a portero, a goalkeeper. And uh, if he wasn't a goalkeeper, he'd be a drummer in a rock band. He's mad as a box of frogs. So he's really <laughs> two mad professions, right? <laughs> so much business being done locally. Can you? You can't give us any transfer news from from the island, can you? I take it that's probably pushing it. There's or signing for UD Lanzarote. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. <laughs> They've about I'm ten quid of his the, wages. Uh, I'm in the car park of uh, Club Deportivo Tanajo. Just the three of us here. It's Peter <laughs> Ondenwingi sat in his car, hoping, uh, hoping that somebody comes out. And there seems to be a middle-aged Scottish gentleman screaming and shouting about the cheating that goes on in Spanish football. Just the three of us. <laughs> oh, OK. That's it. Are you missing being outside the Spurs training ground today, Crackers? Um, I don't think anything would have been really happening today unless it's a, a bit of a late one for this uh, screener, but uh, I don't think that's happening. No. Maybe Christian Eriksen coming back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't see that either. No, no, it seems a bit quiet. It's going well, though, for Tottenham. You must be impressed with this start. Yeah, they didn't play well in the first game, but post-lockdown and, and especially the last three games, they've looked good. Oh, they've looked absolutely fantastic. And yesterday they seem to uh, have taken that DNA of Jose Mourinho, you know, a little bit of dark arts, a little bit of uh, a little bit of um, tough to be. And uh, yeah, they, they really seem to be shaping up to a team in, in Jose's mould. I was very sceptical when he first came in as manager. Mm. But, you know, I'm actually quite enjoying it now. I'm quite enjoying playing the villains in this panto of football for once. And yeah, uh, I wasn't sceptical. Yeah. You know, I know what he's like. I knew he'd do well for you. He's a great manager. Yeah. He is, you know. We, we are going to have to leave it there because time's a pressing ball. The trans. Lovely to talk to you, Crackers. Thanks for joining us. All the best. Gracias. Ciao. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. Yeah, I think United are making that classic mistake. Chelsea have done this in the past. You want one player who costs a certain amount of money, but you don't buy him because you think it's too expensive. But you then go and buy two or three others for almost the same amount who wouldn't be as good as the one you actually really wanted in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So why not spend the money on him? Let's see what Justin Morehouse, a comedian Manchester United fan, makes of it all. Good afternoon, Justin. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Not too bad. Probably better than you two. I certainly am, for obvious reasons. <laughs> so... I think it's a bit like... Uh, I was going to go... I was in one of my Cashley's high market shops the other day, and I was going to buy a £350 jumper with some diamond holes in it. But instead, <laughs> I bought a pair of trainers, some jeans, some underpants, two vests, a coat and a case. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. So, um, what are you making of, of the transfer business that your club are doing today? Are you viewing it? I genuinely think that uh, it's the most shambolic thing I've seen <laughs> since yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> if, anything, if anything could summarise Manchester at the moment was Harry Maguire removing another defender who was trying to get the ball out of the way. Yes, that was, that was Unbelievable. A, a new low. Um, are you blaming the manager or, or Ed new, Woodward? A new low. We couldn't go any lower. We, we Any lower with Chilean miners. That's nice, yeah. Mr Zeitgeist. So, <laughs> um, so are you blaming are you blaming Ole or are you, or are you blaming no, Ed Woodward for us? Um, do you know what? Since the call came in from TalkSport, yeah. it said, Justin, we need a fall guy. <laughs> I thought, you know, I've considered, I've considered this very carefully mm. because I'm not, I'm not a knee-jerk guy, as you know. I, 
I love Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and I think that the dream would be that if he could get this together and he could put together a run and we could bring some players in, then to have one of your most beloved sons turn the club around would be any, any fan of any club's dream. Sure. However, if I'm being practical and honest, the manager of Manchester United should be somebody that could easily be the manager of Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Liverpool, even Everton. Yeah. You know, you couldn't see Ole going anywhere else, could you, in the Premier League? Yes. You couldn't see any other club coming in for him. So, But I don't think he's there. Where the transfer policy is ridiculous. It's yeah. unbelievable. And it's almost like a joke. And we can, we can kid ourselves that uh, some white knight's going to come in and buy the club and, and pour billions in. It's not going to happen because the people who own the, cl- the football club are not interested in winning trophies. They're interested in making money. And I don't hate them for that. I just hate the fact that they own my club. They, they're, they're, they're business people who have no interest in Manchester United. Their interest is finishing top four, Champions League money, commercial side keep doing well, and we go on and we go on and we go on. And when we've got that level of ambition, I'm afraid unless we get uh, a bunch of players that miraculously improve overnight or we get a different manager or whatever, it's never going to change. And we have to accept that at the moment. And, and these things come in cycles. We've got a relatively young team. And if we stick with this manager and we make some key additions, maybe we can come good. But at the moment, speaking as a Manchester United fan and somebody who loves football and who loves my club and loves supporting them, and I'm not irrational about this. It's not looking great, is it? No, no fair point. It's not. Um, we're running out of time. But, I mean, we have been critical Sorry. of the scouting. But, no, no, it's not your fault. But, I mean, you have to say Bruno Fernandes was a brilliant signing. And, all right, he didn't play well a yesterday. Brilliant signing. And, but, I mean, it would be a much better signing if he was six foot five and played centre-half, wouldn't he? <laughs> because, you know, we keep buying the wrong players. And, we, you know, we're about... If Smalling goes to Roma, then what are we doing? I mean... Sure, that we should keep him in case we get yeah. a couple of injuries. That does seem odd. Totally that we does get a couple of injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. does seem a strange one. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Don't ask me. Here we go then. Five questions okay. based on last week's shows. Can Andy remember anything? On no. Friday, we spoke to sneakers expert about the uh, the Bonham sale. What's his name? Our sneakers expert. I think it's. I'm going to say Thomas Tuchel. It's Thomas Turner. Thomas Turner. It's not Thomas Tuchel. We don't speak to him about training shoes. Um, okay. David Hepworth was in to talk about his book about yeah. uh, British musicians. Uh, in the States. Overpaid, oversexed, and what? Over there. Over there. Well done, Andy. You're on fire. Chris Watney from Corinthian Casuals joined us and told us about a forthcoming game with them where the one set of fans couldn't come in. Uh, Who were those fans? Dulwich Hamlet. Oh, Andy, I'm getting a bit worried. Could get five out of five here. Uh, James Haskell popped in to talk about his new book. What's it called? (laughs) Uh, Think about uh, James Haskell, Haskell, where he plays on the pitch and the nature of the book. No. Um, no, it's Scrum scrum and Get Me. <laughs> that's a, that is a good title for a book. What a, fla- what a flanker. Oh, what a flanker. That's you. a bit harsh. Um, he means me. And why did we speak to the Football Association of Wales Trust last Tuesday? Can you remember? Uh, it was about what? 
No idea. Uh, you may almost making the sound. Smoking. Oh, Smoking yes, at kids football. kids football. So yeah. there we are. It there all started so well. Started well. Then fell apart. A bit like my career. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Boy, it flashed by, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, I honestly thought the person I'd be working with first who had no teeth would be you, Andy. <laughs> but... Uh, but it was Andy. Anyway, we will um, we will catch up with you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of deadline day. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.